Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Welcome back. We are so excited to be here today and discussing Thanksgiving and also talking about gratitude. Yeah, it aligns with last week because last week we talked about gratitude and being thankful for our veterans. Yes. We hope that you guys liked our part two. I did notice listening back, I kept saying that I was hoping people would enjoy it. And I wanted to say, you know, that I wouldn't say enjoy because it's not enjoyable, um, but it's just real and raw. That's kind of what I meant. Um, just that people find something in it that helps them to see through the eyes of a soldier. I just didn't like how I use that word enjoy because it's not like really enjoying or enjoyable. It's a hard read. It's a hard listen. So today, gratitude. Shanna and I actually did a gratitude meditation in our class on Saturday and it was awesome. Gratitude is actually a practice and I think that people often think it's just being grateful for all the good things and all the blessings in our life. But gratitude is much more than that. And Today we are going to be talking about just that, but let's first talk about the history of Thanksgiving and why we celebrate Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, gobble. It's not all about Black Friday and all the good shopping deals, and it's not all about eating all that food and passing out afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, because as a child, all I ever knew was it was about some pilgrims. Right. I really did not know a whole lot about the backstory and the history of Thanksgiving. I always thought it was Indians and the pilgrims coming together, having a big, huge turkey dinner, just getting along and everything's so peaceful and everyone's mm-hmm. thankful for each other. And like it was just a beautiful story. Yeah, not. Not. <laughs> and what's really funny is there was some synchronicity behind what we're about to share today. And I think we'll probably start with that. Yeah, I think that's a good place because... We actually started looking into the history of Thanksgiving months ago when we were looking into my ancestry. Right. And I was helping Mandy put together her family tree. So some of the grandfathers that she had were first settlers to America. Some of them coming right off of the Mayflower. The Mayflower. And some were even named like Thankful. Yeah. Which is it's not a common name today. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we actually found the passenger list. It was validated that they were on the Mayflower. Yeah. So I was watching television one day. I was watching, I think it was actually Ancient Alien, <laughs> which I love that show. There's a great history, and if you haven't watched it, you should definitely check it out. It'll blow your mind. But they were talking about the Abenaki Indians. I knew that I had in my family tree a Métis Indian or First Nation Indians of Canada. I have an Indian ancestor who was a famous shaman and he was from the Abenaki Indians. Okay. And so I look up the word Abenaki, right? And I just searched it in Google. And the first thing that always pops up is Wikipedia, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, for most searches. I'm reading about the Abenaki, and all of a sudden, I see Mandy's ancestor (laughs) that I had just got done adding to her tree in this article. Yeah. So she texts me, you're never going to believe this. There's a guy in your tree by the name of Thomas Hunt. Yes. Who 
had a big part in Thanksgiving and I'm freaking out. So we validated that it was the right Thomas Hunt. And we couldn't believe that this all happened by Shanna just watching ancient aliens and doing this quick Google search. Talk and, about yeah. synchronicity. Yeah, and here I am looking at my ancestors and mm-hmm. I find Mandy's. Crazy. So, yeah, weird connections, but in Mandy and I's life, that's not anything uh, abnormal anymore. Yeah, no, it's definitely not uncommon. So, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, so what I was reading is that Thomas Hunt was actually the captain who was ordered by the king to collect some of these Indians so that the king could witness for himself what they were dealing with. Yeah. And that was in 1614. I think he captured 25 Indians, put them on his boat, yeah, and sailed them across the sea. I'm sure he did not take them willingly. No, that he did not. So there's lots of different stories. Mm-hmm. So one of the first stories that I did read when I was researching your family tree was that Thomas Hunt had brought them to show the king who they were. And one of them ended up living with a farmer. Really? Yes. And his name was, who we know him as, Guanto. Okay. Or Tisquantum. Tisquantum. Better known as, a.k.a. And that Tisquantum actually became kind of friends with the guy who ran this farm. And eventually this farmer said, you know what? I'm going to North America. I'd like you to come back with me and I'll take you back to your tribe. Oh, wow. And so they get there and the tribe is gone. They had all died of some sort of disease. It's important for our listeners to know that there's so many stories out there. Yeah. And because the one I heard was that Thomas Hunt took them into the city. Okay. And these Catholic priests came out and said, oh, no, we do not agree with slavery. Okay. And he helped Squanto escape. Squanto escaped and came back many, many years later and went to go find his village of people and found that they were all dead and that they'd all died of hepatitis B. Yeah, there's so many different accounts of that story, but a lot of them are very similar, and the point is still the same. When I was looking into Mandy's ancestor, Thomas Hunt, is that he actually got his job from John Smith, who is better known for being rescued by Pocahontas. And in this story that I had read, John Smith had left Thomas Hunt behind thinking that Thomas Hunt would engage in trade with the Indians, but Thomas Hunt had other plans. He actually lured them in by offering to trade with the Indians and then captured, I don't know, I think it said 24 of them and not 25. So there's a lot of different stories. But that story was actually written by John Smith, who called Thomas Hunt dishonest and inhumane. Hunt stored the Indians below the hatches and sailed them to a city in Spain. He sold as many of them as he could, but that local friars um, discovered that they had been brought from America and they took custody of the remaining Indians and instructed them um, in the Christian faith. So Squantum ended up living with this Englishman for several years. This man's name was Thomas Dermer, and that Tisquantum would act as an interpreter and a peacemaker between the English and the Indians. Interesting. Yeah, but you know what's really funny is I also read in one article 
they were just like, yeah, he ended up visiting England. Like, he had taken some sort of, like, travels, vacation, yeah, vacation over there. He was mistreated by my ancestor, Thomas Hunt, on the boat. Yeah, he was not treated well by my ancestor. So it was actually hard for me to swallow because I was like, oh, God, I don't want this jerk in my tree. Yeah, which, you know what, you will all find if you go back in your ancestry. We all have horrible things. How sad that he went away and came back to find his people and his tribe. And when he got back, he was the only, he was the lone survivor. That's kind of what forced him to go this into the city where he started to kind of interact the pilgrims and when they realized that he could speak such good English they befriended him he shared how they lived like how to raise corn different he taught them how to like put fish in the ground as fertilizer for their crops oh, very cool yeah he basically was friended by them because he had a lot of wisdom to offer them I mean these people mm-hmm. came over and had no clue how to survive well, in this is their the... environment yes their being that he spoke good English, was able to teach them how to harvest and be successful with their crops and their land. But guess what was happening in the Louisiana Purchase around the same time in the 1600s? Same thing. It was. And this is very interesting because I don't think a lot of people know this, but the first few years that France had founded Louisiana... It was brutal conditions. They weren't expecting the weather to be so severe down there and the hurricanes and stuff like that. And they did not do very well. They were suffering, the new settlers. They were not well. Mm -hmm. And they were running out of supplies, Mm -hmm. having a hard time. And it was the Indians who cared for them for years, Mm -hmm. took them in and cared for them and helped them. Wow. During that time. And, you know, those are the stories you usually hear. Is These these Indians were very connected to Earth, and they were very wise when it came to mm-hmm. um, their resources and how to love our Earth, they had but lived also let for... the Earth provide. But they were willing to share their wisdom. They were. They were very peaceful. Very, they were very giving. Yeah. Uh, these people had no idea how to survive in Massachusetts, and without Squanto, the Ply- Plymouth colony probably would have failed. Yeah. So, you know... it. The other thing that came to mind when I read this story was, did they friend him because he had something to offer them? I'm sure. You know, and that kind of made me sad. But at the same time, what a cool story that you have two people. So you have the, the pilgrims. And an Indian, totally two different religions, two, two totally different spiritual beliefs, two totally different ways of life. And they came together, even though they had all these differences, Mm -hmm. and helped each other out. So that was the beauty in it for me when I read the story. And that's what we need to be more like in our lives today, is just instead of always looking at the differences, find the similarities and find ways to, to help each other out. Well, and I think that's part of what makes me so sad for the Indians, because everything I've researched over the past few months has really shown that the Indians were peaceful people and they were willing to work with us. Now, remember, I mean, the English showed up on their land. The French showed up on their land. And they were still willing to trade with them and teach them. And then what ended up happening in the end is just 
It's just absolutely horrific. Mm -hmm. And you know what? These were not weak people. Yeah. They were strong people, and they were not going to be taken, not Mm -hmm. easily. Yeah. Well, so... Like we said, there's a million stories out there. They actually have like a time frame where they don't even know much about Squanto. If you look it up, they don't really know about his earlier life. They do know that he died at the age of 37 from the fever. Um, he, When he died, he was actually working and translating for the governor. He also was considered a guide. And that's really what the whole story is. Despite all of the different stories, the main thing was was that Squanto was taken in against his free will, but he, he was befriended and he built a very great relationship with these pilgrims and he became the main guide and translator for the Mayflower settlers. Now let's talk about the actual day of Thanksgiving. I thought it was interesting because like Shanna said, it wasn't like, oh, hey guys, let's all get together and have a feast tonight. Or it wasn't like the last supper and they're all just sitting around at a big long wood table enjoying each other's company. It actually wasn't like that at all. They talk about how at one point they were actually arguing at the beginning of that day, running around shooting off their guns and it was kind of like mayhem. Some other things that I found interesting was they did not eat turkey. (laughs) They actually ate things like eel, boar, and lobster. Okay. Good yeah, job. right there on the coast. The very first celebration this day was on 1621. There were 50 pilgrims and 90 Indians, and only five of those were women. I thought that was, you know, interesting as well. Yeah. There were actually more Indians there than pilgrims. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's because um, from what I've read, there was on the on the east side of Mississippi, there was about 100,000 estimated Indians who lived there when it was discovered. Wow. That's sad. It is sad. So some other things that I learned about Thanksgiving when I was doing my research was that October 3rd of 1863, Abraham Lincoln declared it a holiday. And check this out. Sarah Hale, who wrote Mary Had a Little Lamb, was the one who wrote letters to Abraham Lincoln for 17 years asking him to please make this a holiday. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah, so I'm wondering why she didn't oh write gosh. this story, the song, Mary Had a Little Turkey, instead of Mary Had a Little Lamb. Mary Had a Little Indian. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. Yeah, she really was a big, big advocate for making this a holiday. I also learned that the average calorie intake is for each person on Thanksgiving is about 4,500 calories. Oh. <laughs> My, but that's all those potatoes. <laughs> guess so. Oh, man, I know I eat a lot of potatoes. <laughs> um, I also learned that Butterball, their hotline gets 100,000 calls and questions about how to cook the turkey a year. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> even though the directions are right there. Oh, yeah, forget it. I haven't even <laughs> never attempted before, so I don't even know where the directions are. Some other fun facts I learned was that in 1876, Princeton and Yale had their first turkey bowl. It was where the football tradition started. Oh, yeah. Okay, wow. Doesn't turkey turkey have something in it that makes you sleepy? Yes. Right. 54 million people travel on Thanksgiving. That's insane, right? And Benjamin Franklin wanted the national bird to be a turkey and not an eagle. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. (laughs) Can you believe that? I also read this funny article it was by Maggie Watson and she talked about how Americans eat the weight of Singapore's population in <gasps> Turkey every year up to 690 oh, no. million pounds of turkey wow yeah 46 
million turkeys are killed oh, a year for sad. Thanksgiving. Right? Yeah. So, okay, I have to tell you a story. So when I was in the shaman class one time, and I was doing a spirit animal retrieval, and we were doing it with partners, mm-hmm. this girl said my spirit animal was a turkey. <laughs> were you like, what? I came home, and I told Kinsley, my daughter, about that, and she will never let me forget it. Anytime we're talking about spirit animals, yeah. she'll be like, yeah, yours is the turkey, Mom. Remember? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, but no hilarious. Oh, like well, speaking of not letting someone live something down, I don't let Sloan's preschool teachers live down the fact that oh, one yes. year I walked into her class and they made all these adorable turkeys on the wall, probably, you know, yeah. 40 of them. And they all had four legs. And I was so confused, and I, I totally doubted myself, so I looked up, like... Yeah, hey. and you sent it to me, and you're like, do you notice anything funny? I'm like, no. Like, I would have never noticed that. Only Mandy would. Yeah. So I walked up to her teachers, and I'm like, um, I don't think turkeys have four legs, and the, the look on their face was priceless. So this year, they actually made me one and handed it to me, just oh, to kind of mock themselves, oh, but it's funny. hilarious. It's That's like an great. ongoing joke about yeah. how my daughter's teachers are... Giving turkeys four legs. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the story of Thanksgiving is definitely very different than what I expected. It wasn't all just butterflies and roses. It was actually a long period of time where there was slavery. There was um, hard times. Uh, these settlers were not settling well into Massachusetts. They didn't know how to, you know, be successful. So they decided to celebrate with with the Indians because they had their first successful harvest. And they had an abundance of food because of what they were taught by Squanto. Mm-hmm. So that was their way of saying thank you. And so, yes, the ending is, is a good ending. But the beginning just was not as peaceful as we all think. No. No. But, you know, I'm grateful for Thanksgiving. It brings me and my family together. And I believe that for me, it's a time to reflect on gratitude and what gratitude means to me. Yeah. So, Shanna. Yeah, because that's the beauty of what has happened over the years. It turned into a day to be grateful. Yep. Do you have any traditions that you do? One thing that we do before we eat, and I think a lot of people do this, is we will go around the table and say what we are thankful for. And I think I've told this story on this podcast before, many months ago, but I'll repeat it because it's funny and it is a Thanksgiving memory that I'll never forget. But it was the first Thanksgiving after my dad had passed away. So it was an emotional Thanksgiving because his birthday's at the end of November as well. So it was always just my dad loved to eat. It was his birthday. He loves football. So it was like my dad's holiday. And so we're going around the table and she started with the littles and the girls all said great things. My sons all said very appropriate things. They were thankful for family and the food And then it got to me and I said, you know, I'm very thankful for all the hardships that I've had because they've made me stronger. I I am grateful for all the pain. And my mom goes, what? She just stopped me right then. She's like, no, you're grateful for the pain. What are you? 
And my kids look up from their prayer position like, oh, my God, Mom, you just totally fucked up. <laughs> and so she just skipped me after that. I didn't even get to finish. You got skipped. Yeah, it was quite funny. But it just really dawned on me that a lot of people just truly think that being grateful, having gratitude, having Thanksgiving, all this is just about all the good things. And mm-hmm. the practice of gratitude is actually so much far deeper than that. Yeah, you know, I think for me, the first time I grasped that as well, that it's deeper than just being grateful for the good, was when I walked into my first Alcoholics Anonymous meeting and people introduced themselves as grateful alcoholics. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, how in the hell could you be grateful for this? Right. Like, it's complete pain and misery. And during it, you don't feel you don't grateful. Feel You're like, how could you possibly? Yeah, it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And so that's probably the first time um, and through the program where gratitude was implemented into my life. And I'm so grateful for that. And now I do understand what it means to be a grateful yes. alcoholic because I am grateful for all of that pain, just like you. Right. But that... That didn't, I was never taught that. I was ne- I never understood that. Right. I, you know, it's kind of like when you talk about self-love, like I always thought self-love was just like good self-esteem. Yeah. I'm like, I have great self-esteem. Yes. But you could be the most, you know, put together person, working out, taking good care of yourself, you look healthy and be the most miserable, hating yourself person ever mm-hmm. inside. Yeah. And so words like self-love are, you know, and this is another one, like I thought that I, that I knew what gratitude was. Well, I didn't know that gratitude also meant getting into action. So gratitude there can you know. be something that you think about, but it, I didn't know that it meant service work and getting out of self as well. And actually, you know what, let's talk about ways that gratitude can help you and ways that gratitude changes your physical being. Well, I think first of all, gratitude is a great way to raise your vibration. We talk about that a lot in our podcast. There's actually a study done where they say um, people that were practicing gratitude were 25% happier. I mean, we there's so many studies out there. I would yes. say the same thing to our listeners that we did in our class on Saturday. Go and research gratitude. There's so much amazing science around yeah. what gratitude does for you. It's so- very similar to what meditation does to your body. Yes. So it's it's creating those chemicals in your brain like serotonin, melatonin, dopamine. Yep. They say that studies have shown that it boosts feelings of satisfaction, it strengthens relationships, it drives us to help others. It helps with physical pain like decreasing headaches, things of those sort. You know, Shanna and I always say where your attention goes is where your energy flows. So if you're going to be giving your attention to the things in life that you're grateful for, then you're going to find that your energy is going to be better. Right. It's the law of attraction. So if you're putting out all of this gratitude for all the, for good and bad in your life, you're sending out this positive vibration, even Mm -hmm. to the things that are struggles. Yeah. And seeing the good in them. Or like Mandy always says, there's always a lesson in the blessing. There is always a lesson in the blessing, which is really hard to understand, especially when you're in it, in a dark place. Mm-hmm. But I find that from experience, I've learned to just kind of throw my hands up and say, okay, I'm your student. All right, God, universe, I'm yours. This sucks and I hate it. But what are, you, what are you trying to teach me? I'm your student. And we always want to sit in our worries and our problems, our shit. And like Mandy has told me a million times, Shanna, focus on the solution, mm-hmm. not the problem. Yep. 
concentrate on the solution, not the problem. And thank God I've told her that because yes. then she can reflect it back onto me when I need it. <laughs> well, and I used to get so angry when she would say it because I'm like, no, fuck you. I want to be angry or I want to be sad right now. And I just am happy just being miserable. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. that sound funny? Yeah. Like, leave me alone. I'd give I her a million solutions, way. and she'd be like, nope, 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 because yes. her warm, cozy shit felt really good. I know. <laughs> so, Brenton Brown does some amazing TED Talks on gratitude. Some other people that talk about gratitude is Wayne Dyer, uh, and Oprah has some great uh, quotes that she's said about it, too. Shanna, can you share with our listeners your one of your favorite things that Wayne Dyer said he liked to do. Oh, yeah. So every morning, and this is just something simple you could do, every morning before he would put his feet on the ground from you know, from waking up, mm-hmm. the first thing he does as he touches the floor with his feet is says, thank you. I like, that. just thank you for another day. That attitude of gratitude. Yep. Another one I heard was you can take your slippers or I don't wear slippers. So like your phone and set it down on the floor, kind of under your bed. It forces you down to your knees and then you can just take a moment to thank God for another day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love those. So some other ways that you can practice gratitude are journal. And I talked about it before, but the five P's, you know, helps you. I love the five P's. Yeah, take your pen to paper. It gives you perspective. It takes away the power and then end with a prayer. Um, a gratitude jars. Yes. What else, Shanna? Um, n- write a letter to someone that you love and appreciate and that has affected you in a positive way and make a lunch appointment with them and sit down and read it to them. I mean, it, that brings gratitude to you and it's an authentic connection that you can have. I personally forget and, you know, I'm gentle to myself, but I have days or weeks where I forget to take moments to be grateful and... So I sometimes need to set an alarm in my phone to remind me at night to write down five things I'm grateful for or to think about five things I'm grateful for. I think that something Shanna and I preach a lot about that needs to be said about gratitude is you have to learn to protect yourself to stay in a grateful place by, you know, staying away from negative people and negative Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. And also just know that nothing is ever permanent. So... Because of that, accepting change will help. Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing that tomorrow hasn't come yet, so why worry about it? But know that in a moment's time, anything could change. And accepting that change and... Being grateful for the exact moment we're in. Right, and trusting that whatever is going to happen, if you don't get the house that you were hoping that you got, or you don't get the job, mm-hmm. those are... You have gratitude for that because you know something better is coming. Yeah. You know, if there's anyone that knows that something can change, it's me. I went to sleep one night and I didn't wake up. I, you know, woke up 10 days later on life support. Um, I always thought that that was just something silly you'd hear. Like, oh, you never know. You could just, you know, the next minute you could be gone. Yeah. Well, when it actually happened to me, it really put things into perspective. And that's when I really started embracing gratitude. And it sucked that something so traumatic had to happen for me to be so grateful for my life. Yeah. But I am grateful for that experience. Yeah, little or big, whatever it is. Yeah, it can be little. Another thing that you can do to practice is balancing your complaints. So if you find yourself complaining, then counteract it with some sort of positive gratitude affirmation. Yes, gratitude affirmations are great. Yeah. 
do gratitude meditations, give or say thanks to someone who maybe doesn't receive a thank you very often, like a veteran or a fireman or a police officer or, you know, anyone that you can think of. And you know what I like to do too, and I have done, I'm just looking at my gratitude journal. When you write down all the grateful things that have made your life so great, maybe also write um, a list of things that weren't so great, but that you learned from, that you have experienced wisdom and that you were able to overcome. And now you're grateful because of, you know, that hardship. So, for example, yours would have been your father's passing. You found gratitude in that, even though it was such a traumatic thing right. and you miss him he so was, much. Yeah, he was such a big part of my life, and he was always, like, that person that I called whenever I needed help. And I would have done that for, you know, until, I, until he passed later in life. But it, unfortunately, he died, you know, at, well, at a younger age, in his 60s. But when he passed... I had to learn to depend on myself for the very first time. And I would have never done that. I just would have called him up. So your gratitude in that is is that it helped you to get independence and self-esteem. Yeah. I mean, and... I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for for that and for a lot of the things that I have gone through that were not so pleasant. And those mm-hmm. things have actually opened me up to help other people. Man, thank you for sharing that. I miss your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, um, I had a therapist who had me and my spouse do gratitude journals for each other. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, and sometimes when I was feeling angry or resentful towards him, I would go up and start writing down things that I was grateful for and switching my focus on to the good things he does rather than the bad. And it made me very grateful. And in that, it also helped me have forgiveness. So you'll find that if you're struggling with a resentment or with a person, write down the, the good things about them and you'll find that you'll come from a place of empathy, compassion, and forgiveness for them. And that really, really helped me. Um, you can even do that with your family, a gratitude notebook. And maybe once in a while you sit down with your kids and you write things you're grateful for. I've seen crafts where, where the mom makes like a tree and then the kids yeah. put something they're grateful for on a leaf and they attach it on somewhere in their house. I love that. Or have you ever done, participated in the one that Facebook does? Like you do like a whole, the whole month, like every day you're thankful for a different person. Oh yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, that was very cool. Um, gratitude can also be... Uh, found in reminders. Place a stone in your pocket. You know, Shannon and I love our stones or a bracelet or a necklace or something that when you feel it or see it, it will remind you to take a moment to be grateful. There's gratitude walks. And also meditation. You can simply just do very short gratitude meditations and there's plenty of them online. Last but not least, it's very important. Service work, people. It helps you to get out of your own head. So if you're struggling... Not only is it going to help you to get out of your own mind, but it helps you to serve others. Volunteer somewhere. And, you know, it doesn't have to be like you are going to go feed the homeless. It can be something simple by smiling at someone at a grocery store, um, offering a helping hand to someone um, putting their groceries in the car. We're not talking like you have to go join the Red Cross or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you but do, was, great. Yeah, it was so nice. I, one time, I remember in high school, I went down and fed the homeless on Thanksgiving. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the way I felt in doing it. I felt good. My I could feel, even now, connecting with my younger self, my heart chakra, and just that extending your hand to anybody for any reason yeah. it will actually this will really raise your vibration and open you up 
Yeah. You know, I think that it's really important to talk about today our society unfortunately really concentrates on the negative. It likes to stay and look into the problem. Yeah. Our, our news, negative. Yeah, our, our TV, media, our politics, our social media. Yeah. So I just thought it would be kind of fun. Because I think it's really important that we shift our our perspective and our brains onto positive yeah, things. because we've come a long way since the first Thanksgiving. Exactly. So I wanted to just list a few that I found on the internet doing research. One was that in the last 20 years, the proportion of people living in extreme poverty worldwide has almost been cut in half. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that awesome? Yes, it is. The 80% of people in the world have access to electricity. That's nice. 80%. That income per person has doubled since 2000. Nice. Yeah. School enrollment has grown by 17% since 1970. In low-income countries across the world, 60% of girls are finishing primary school. Mm-hmm. Rad, right? Right. Um, the statistics of murder and violence has actually gone down, which I guarantee most people don't realize that because our news just focuses on it. Right. And did you know that it was only 60-some years ago that our schools were still segregated? Mother fun ones are... Global access to safe drinking water raised by 16% since 2000. Life expectancy has grown from 53 years in 1960 to 72 in 2018. I would suggest for our listeners, make that a challenge. Go on. Find the good news. On the internet and find good news. So there's actually a good news app even. Is there really? There sure is. It's an app that only has good news. Oh my god, I love it. I also I um, found a website where they just list fun facts. You know, go watch some puppies play on the internet. Aww. Go um, watch things that are going to lift you up and make you grateful. You know, I'm going to be honest. It's football season. Yeah. Like a few years ago when I started to really get into centering myself and keeping myself away from things that caused me to get ex- like anxiety mm-hmm. football was one of them because when you're watching football I would get so much energy on my chest which mm-hmm. is what I call it anxiety yeah. and I wouldn't like how I felt yeah. and you know you'd get to the end of the game and I wouldn't I was cussing at these referees and I'm yeah. like I this is like taking me out of my zen I love it. You know what? When I was in dark places, I always watched Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, she's uh, the best. She always makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. And she's such a giving person. Oh, So she always puts me into a place of gratitude. You know, that's Lindsay. That's Lindsay's mm -hmm. favorite thing to do, too, my daughter. So shout out to Ellen because you have helped me through some of my darkest times. Another really good person to listen to who um, has a lot of stuff about gratitude is Tara Brock. Mm. A lot of her meditations, and you can find her on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast platforms, but Tara Brock, and she has amazing Mm -hmm. meditations about gratitude. And I just wanted to read a few quotes. One of them is from Buddha, and it says, Happiness will never come to those who fail to appreciate what they already have. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree with that, Mandy? Oh, yeah. 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 So appreciation kind of goes along with gratitude. Appreciating what we have. And not what we don't have. And it teaches us sometimes patience or a greater wisdom. 
it is time for Break That Shit Down. Thanksgiving is one of those holidays that, that most of us really didn't know the full history and the truth on where it came from, but that it turned into something beautiful. So it was kind of like Mandy was saying, we can often focus on the negative, but Thanksgiving is something that we've totally turned into a positive here in the United States, and it's such a great time for family and to be grateful. Be grateful for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Be grateful to the assholes in your life. Be grateful for the challenges, the jerks, the crappy relationships, the good relationships, what you have, what you don't have. Yeah. Try to find gratitude in everything. It really changes your perspective and your energy in a positive way. Have an attitude of gratitude. I do know that I am grateful to all of our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And next week's episode, Mandy and I have a very exciting exciting special announcement and surprise for everyone in our community and to you listeners and we can't wait to yes. tell you about it beep beep and we might even have a video that will go along with it we'll see so exciting can't wait to share it with you Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.